In my culture, I was raised not to talk about trauma, family issues, my feelings, or anything under the sun that would bring my family shame. ¿Qué va a decir la gente? Or what would people say? But now at 56, I am making it my personal mission to talk about those quote-unquote embarrassing things. I'm Maria Diaz Trevino, and I'm going to bring you guys to this sad, crazy, happy story that was and is my life. Let's talk about it. I was born in El Palmar de San Antonio, Jalisco, Mexico, which is about three hours from Guadalajara. My dad lived and worked in the north, or El Norte. As a little girl, I quite literally thought he lived in the clouds. But in reality, he was living in the United States. By the age of seven, I had only really seen my dad about four times. Every time he would visit, I would have a sibling 10 months later. One day out of the blue, I still remember my mom told me that we were moving to California because my dad had sent for us. I still can see her packing my three siblings and I. And the next thing you know, we are on a train and then a plane and we are moving with what seemed like a complete stranger. Before you know it, we're landing in Oakland, California. And we moved into this one bedroom apartment. It was tiny. I still remember it was dirty and there was hardly any furniture. And I remember there was mattresses on the floor and it wasn't quite what I expected that we were going to live in. Maybe in the airport looking at these magazines with these huge fancy houses. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I can't wait. But it was a different reality. I remember my aunt Elisa having to teach my mom how to grocery shop. And we would go to the laundromat. And my mom hated it the first months. I still can see her crying all day while dad was at work. She was so depressed. And all she kept saying was how she wanted to go back to El Palmar. But we were here. Dad had barely any money to keep us afloat. And the last thing he was going to do is send us back. My dad sent me to a private Catholic school so that I could learn really, really fast how to write and read English. And it was one of the most stressful situations, experiences of my entire life. I can still remember being bullied and laughed at because I spoke no English. It took me three or four months to actually start understanding it, but I have some horrible stories. One of the stories that I will never, ever forget was Sister Marianne thought it was a great idea to have me read in front of the class when I was probably four months into attending this school. I still remember all of the kids looking at me and I remember the pressure and the anxiety I felt as soon as I start reading. And my reading kind of went like this. My family and I went to the bitch and all of the kids start laughing. And I remember the nun kind of sweating because I kept saying bitch instead of beach. And I finally said it right. And I remember sitting down with everyone laughing at me and all the bullying continued for weeks and weeks and weeks ahead. I had the pressure and the knowing that I had no other choice but to succeed because my dad was literally depending on me to translate, write checks, read letters, whatever it was, I had to learn and quickly. And it was very, very stressful. I still remember about three months later, my dad and I went to the bank to open up his first checking account. And I really couldn't comprehend the concept of what it was to have a checking account. 
But I remember the banker handing my dad this stack of checks and I thought to myself, oh my God, we are rich. We have checks. But little did I know that you had to deposit money in the bank in order to use those checks. I still remember my first beating that I got at the age of seven because my dad asked me to write my first check. And you guys know, pay to the order of. So here in California or in the Bay Area, it's Pacific Gas and Electric Company for the gas company. And I remember reading that you could abbreviate the PG&E instead of writing it all out. So my dad looked at the check, then looked at me, and I still remember and could feel a slap, a really, really hard slap because he told me it was wrong. And I thought to myself, how the hell does he know if it's wrong if he doesn't even know how to read or write? I quickly learned the dynamics and the relationship between my father and I. I knew that I could not fuck up because I would get a beating. I knew that I had to figure it out and I knew that I had to get it right. Otherwise, it was not going to be fun. And things were pretty good for a while until my dad lost one of his jobs. And then that's when mom had to go to work so that she can pay for my Catholic school, which was about $75 a month. So there it was. Mom had to go to work, her first job ever. And I still remember worrying so much for her because I thought to myself, she's going to go to work. I can't be there to translate for her. She's not going to know anybody. So I pretty much was having the anxiety and the knowing that she was going to go to her first job just the way and go through everything currently going through at school. So now that mom was going to work, she worked from 7.30 to 3.30 in the afternoon, which meant that I had to get my siblings ready for school every single morning. I had to make sure that we had breakfast, that everybody had their books, that everybody got to class on time. And then I had to get a class. And then it was no easier after school. I had to pick everybody up. We all used to have to go home. I never really cooked. My mom always took care of that. I cleaned and I took care of my siblings and I still see myself doing laundry at eight years old. But on top of that, I had to make sure that everybody did their homework because my parents didn't speak or write English. So that meant that I had to literally supervise my siblings doing their homework and I had to make sure that everything was right and proofread everything because if they got bad grades, they would get a beating, which meant that I got a beating. My whole goal for this podcast is to recap my life's events. Growing up with an alcoholic father, failed marriages, yes too. The stress of feeling the need to take care of everyone in my life. And those are only a few examples but these life events turn me into the person that I am today. And if my story can help one little girl, a little boy, a big girl, a big boy feel seen and heard, then I have accomplished what I set out to do. No matter who you are or where you come from, we can all find similarities in each other's stories that tie us together. So I leave you with this. You have to rely on yourself. You cannot blame your childhood or parents for all of the stupid shit that you've done. And believe me, I have done a lot. You have to learn to forgive because you are who you are and you can only strive to do better. <laughs>